It's time for the one and only, the premier, the only official podcast of Pro Rodeo. Your suit bosses are ready, so let's give it a go and talk some rodeo. Hello, everyone, and welcome into another episode of The Shoot Boss is the official podcast of Pro Rodeo. It's Tanner Barth and Tracy Rink here as we get ready for another great show we got coming your way. We're going to sit down on the back end of the show and talk to four-time NHRA world champion Steve Torrance, Tracy. And that's a guy I'm really interested to talk to because he has, you know, such an impact on his sport and the racing side of things, but also has rodeo ties as well. And, you know, it really is a big fan of rodeo. Yeah, he's from Kilgore, Texas, cowboy country, Texan through and through. And he's good friends with different guys in the rodeo business, Tough Cooper, Sage Kimsey, and he actually team ropes himself. So we'll have to make sure you stay tuned. That'll be coming up in our third segment here on the Shoot Bosses. But like we always do, we'll get things started off with our 2023 Pro Rodeo props. And today it's going to go to Josh Frost. Just last week, Frost was named the 2023 Linderman Award winner. And to be in that Linderman Award, Tracy, you have to win $1,000 in three events. And at least one of them has to be rough stock. One has to be timed event. Josh Frost, we know all about his bull riding. He's yeah. a heck of a good bull rider, but also does a little tie-down roping and steer wrestling wrestling even won a little money in the team roping and uh, that's an awesome accomplishment and something that you know guys take a, a lot of pride in well it's a true cowboy award i mean you have to do a lot of events and you have to win money in all of them and you have to win money at the prc level yeah, i mean yeah, it's exactly. difficult it's not like you're just going nothing against amateur roadies or you're going against the best guys you know you, granted i'm sure josh went to some smaller rodeos but you still have to get out of your comfort zone as a bull rider that he is a great bull rider to do other events and win money a lot of our guys do other events on the side or at the ranch or at home but it's different from doing it for fun as opposed <laughs> to trying to win money so congratulations to him it's an it's an honorable award uh named after bill linderman and so any guy that can win that, it's it's definitely a feather in their cap. And it's now the fourth for Josh. He's still trolling, though. Kyle Whitaker, I think, has 10, Tracy. So yeah. Josh has got a ways to go. But he told me, you know, as long as he's able to do it, he'll continue try, trying to win the war each year. Yeah, as long as he can stay healthy from the Bulls. I mean, he wins a ton of money on Bulls, but bull riding is so tough on the body. And then, hey, let's go steer wrestling. <laughs> let's go tie-down rope and then team rope. And team roping might be the easiest of the three, which isn't necessarily easy. But it's great to see him. I mean, I would have never thought him as a bull rider would have done the Linderman. Yeah. Most guys that do the Linderman might do something different than that. I didn't... A couple just, of saddle bronze. Yeah, I didn't because yeah. Whitaker was doing rough stock events, but he wasn't doing bulls. Yeah, so. and, and Josh told me, he said, uh, you know, obviously it's hard to win $1,000 in each event, but he's like, you know, tie down's probably his best outside of bull riding. He's like, eh, my weight gets the best of me a little bit when it comes to the steer wrestling because, you know, Josh, you, you want to be lighter in bull riding, you right. know, and have a little bit of a smaller frame, and he's out there trying to throw these these huge steers. He says that one can be a little difficult on him at times. Yeah, no question. I mean, he probably <laughs> weighs, what, maybe 150, maybe, yeah. and then you're grabbing steers and trying to throw them to the ground, and I'm running like you know yeah. when you're on bulls you're not running you're no. <laughs> trying to survive for eight seconds so <laughs> I, all all accolades go to him because not only the Josh is just a true great cowboy, guy yeah, just a true yeah. cowboy and a nice guy yep no doubt congratulations to Josh the Linderman Award winner into our short round now we start with the PRCA uh, us announcing here late last week Tracy the uh, who was going to be the contract personnel the bullfighters the pickup man and the uh, the barrel man and we'll start it off the list with the bullfighters and it's a group that uh, you know are pretty common to the Wrangler National Finals. Rodeo, uh, Dusty Tuckness, Cody Webster, Nathan Justice, you know, some of the best in the game right there, and, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of Bullfighter of the Year awards between them, that's for sure. Yeah, and 
Tuckness and Webster have been mainstays there. Yeah. I mean, outside of when Webster, got, or excuse me, when Tuckness got hurt the mm-hmm. one year, he couldn't go. But I mean, they're, they're great at what they do, and that's why they get recognized for what they do. I, some of that stuff has changed on the other, the Justice. I know Bryce do, Redo was there last yep. year, but a lot of it stays the same. And and I know some of it's like, well, it's the same guys. But if you're great at something and you get honored for it, I mean, it's not, not your fault for being good at what yeah. you do and they they get their acknowledgement of being going back to the nfr and the cowboys definitely respect him in the dirt no doubt about that and your barrel man uh, john harrison once again last year john harrison basically a clean sweep of the clowns that you know those type of awards the barrel man award at coors man comedy, in the can. Yeah, yeah. comedy act yeah he got pretty much all of it so he's back in vegas again once again this year and john's a super nice guy i mean he's been doing it a long time and he puts on a good. He has a good routine. He has, you know, he's been at the NFR several years, and he he knows what he's doing, and he does it well. We need to try and get him on. Get a yeah. clown on here. Get get us laughing. <laughs> he told me a funny story. A backstory is, I know, like one time, I'm trying to think where they were, but he was walking out of the arena. It was a smaller rodeo, and he caught some guy breaking into a trailer his trailer is still on some of his stuff and then he chased him down and then they had to get the cops called and it was a really funny story i'm gonna look back he's had some crazy stories not just in the arena so and some of those guys have but john's a good guy yeah congratulations to him as well and then we wrap things up with the uh, pickup man for the wrangler national finals rodeo it's going to be tyler Kraft and uh, josh edwards and also matt twitchell as the alternate there so congratulations to all of them you know that's a couple of guys that you know know maybe newcomers to the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo and it, it's a huge accomplishment Tracy so yeah. we want to send out our congrats to Tyler and Josh for sure. Well I mean it means so much to him and you can tell Tyler I know this is his first year he's Canadian he does a lot of stuff with the Canadian guys mm-hmm. up north and then obviously Josh has been doing it for a long time so I mean but in this award I mean you get recognized at the highest level it's like getting chose to referee the Super Bowl yeah. or the NCAA Final Four I mean it's a pinnacle of your sport and if you can get a, an acknowledgement to get to go I mean it's something you'll remember the rest of your life. Yeah, we mentioned some of those alternates. Matt Twitchell and the pickup man on the other side. Matthew Tarr is the alternate for the for the man in the can. So congratulations to all of them. Also here on our short round list, uh, the final PRCA award nominations. The finalists were announced. And uh, Tracy, that's going to be a list that is dwindled down throughout the next couple of weeks. The, the final voting will go through place, and then that'll be announced in Las Vegas December 6th at that awards banquet at the South Point. But a lot of really talented uh, contract personnel, rodeos, you, you name it, on that list for the nominations. Yeah, and I thought you were going to extend this podcast tenor. We're just going to read through <laughs> it name by name. That's why I put on your full <laughs> list on ProRodeo.com. And and then the next list is yeah. <laughs> be like Big Bang Theory on the fun with flags. <laughs> be like us doing an award show just sitting here and the award winner is is. (laughs) so but but we won't get it wrong like steve harvey we have it in front of us we're we're perfect we won't get that wrong but all the all those lists will come to fruition the night of the awards banquet december 6th it's obviously a great time for people to be recognized and those people won't know until that night and we don't even know. Yeah, we don't People know. Think we, we know it. Yeah, we, we have no we don't, idea. We usually, I, and let, we just find out the night of the banquet. And that banquet's, you know, full house, thousand people. It's awesome. It's a too. great experience at the South Point. So. Good luck to all those uh, people that got nominated. Yep, all the peoples, all the rodeo committees, congrats. It's a heck of an accomplishment. We go into our next segment. It's time for eight questions with Tracy. This time we're sitting down with the PRCA chairman of the board, Jacobs Crawley. He's also the contestant director. He's also a saddle bronc rider. Uh, just an overall great dude, and he has done so much for the sport of rodeo in, in his time. Yeah, and he's been 
doing PRCA for years. He's a world champion. He had a chance to win a second world champion, came up a little short, but he does have that gold buckle. He's been involved with the administrative side of it for a long time. He's coming off a tough injury in uh, Greeley this past summer. He probably would have been back to the NFR totally. had, had, he, had he not get hurt. So, so it will be interesting to see how long he keeps doing it, but he's a world champion and he's done a great lot for the sport. No doubt about it. Let's jump into it. Eight questions with Jacobs Crawley. Biggest rodeo moment? Uh, probably the 10th round of 2015 NFR. It was kind of still in the average and ended up with a gold buckle, so that was probably top of the list. Favorite horse you've ridden in the PRCA? It would have been that same NFR, Medicine Woman of Frontiers. That's, that one's high up on the list. Resist All's Top Hat is another great one I have a lot of memories with, but uh, it's, it's a tie with those two. Sweet. Um, Favorite song to play? Oh man, uh, so Closer Walk With Thee, it's an old gospel song, Avet Brothers did a cover of it, and that's probably my favorite, favorite song to play on guitar and, and sing along. Sweet. Favorite movie? If you had to one single movie, it's gotta be Lonesome Dove. It's, 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 it, there's so many life lessons that are learned in Lonesome Dove that that's, that's the go-to movie. Sure. Favorite type of food to eat? I'm a breakfast food guy. I love finding a hole-in-the-wall diner with good coffee, and it's really tough to mess up breakfast food, so that's that's my go-to. First car? First car uh, was an old blue flatbed that I still have. Uh, my dad had it at college at A&M. He sold it, and then I bought it back, and so that's probably my, my first truck in memory. Favorite sports team? Texas A&M Aggies, college football mostly, even though they break my heart all the time. And we're usually better in basketball and baseball, but the Aggies football team. Describe Texas in one word. I don't know, great. Uh, I'm thinking of other songs like God Bless Texas and all that, but that's more things. So, so uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm a I'm Texas diehard. Tracy, it's always great chatting with Jacobs. Uh, great personality and also just loves the sport of rodeo. You can tell in some of his answers, you know, the kind of impacts, the most memorable moments he's had for sure. Yeah, I mean, and he takes the sport of rodeo serious like anybody. It's a, it's his job. It's what he's done. I mean, yeah. it's his livelihood and he's been really good at it for a long time. And it's hard to be really good at rough stock once you start getting a little bit older because as we know, most of the rough stock guys are probably 18 to 24. Yeah. And you start getting in your early 30s and older, it's tough to Takes maintain a toll on you. and to maintain that higher level of top 15. So hopefully he can be able to continue his career, and if not, keep working in the PRCA and make the sport better. Yeah, never count out Jacobs Crawley. Wouldn't be surprised we don't see him in the top 15 uh, next season. We're going to take a quick break here on The Shoot Bosses. When we come back, we'll have much more. We'll go through your Pro Radio Hall of Fame spotlight, your Did You Know, and then on the back end of the show, we'll sit down with four-time NHRA world champion Steve Torrance. All that coming your way. They say time waits for no one. And yet, I refuse to be held hostage by its ticking clock. Is this land worth knowing? You tell me. The all-new Ranger XD-1500? Time doesn't have to wait. Because you've got it standing still. 
We're back here on the Shoot Bosses, the official podcast of Pro Rodeo. Tanner and Tracy here with you as we are all the time. Got much more coming your way. We're going to jump in right into our Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame spotlight. And Tracy, this is a gentleman that uh, did it for a long time and he also did it outside the arena. We're talking about movie star, TV actor, legendary team roper, and seven-time PRCA world champion Clay O'Brien Cooper. And uh, what a great dude, Tracy. He did a lot in the arena out of it and inducted into the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame in 1997. Yeah, I mean, his career speaks for itself. And it, it tells you how much guys mean to certain people when a lot of our team ropers and ropers in the PRCA to name were named after him. True. Like Clay or, or, or their Clay O. Like, they have names that they take his name. And, I mean, he, he's essentially the gold standard for a lot of team ropers. I mean, they still look up to him to this day on how good he was. And he, he just meant so much to the sport. And... He's a legend that'll always be remembered. Yeah, I know. You know, just me chatting with Team Roper, especially on the healing side of things right. where he did it. You know, they say they'll sit down and watch instructional tapes or just watch every run that Clay O'Brien Cooper made at the NFR right. because he was just so good at what he did and he made right. it look so effortlessly, you know? Right. I mean, and, and like I said, it's one thing when a lot of these guys weren't even born yet. Yeah, and, But they exactly. watch videos and you watch and learn from the best and he was I've talked to him at times and not as much as some other guys but he was always gracious to me and always just seemed like a fantastic guy and probably no one better at his craft than him yeah you back at it yeah that's your pro rodeo hall of fame spotlight you can check out the hall of fame it's just below us here at the prca headquarters in colorado springs colorado or did you know segment at age 25 bareback rider jess pope tracy we know that he's just kind of set the world on fire Every trip to the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo has been owned by Jess Pope, mm-hmm. and this year he has a chance to make history. Ty Casey Field and Bruce Ford for the most ever NFR average titles won at four. It's kind of remarkable that this guy has just came to Vegas and made it his second home. Yeah, because, I mean, winning in Vegas, a lot of guys go their oh, whole careers, tough, yeah. and a lot of great Hall of Famers have never won the average. And he goes three for three to start his career, and I, I talked to Jess the other day. He'd be the first guy ever in bareback to go four for four. I mean, go to the yeah. NFR four times and win four averages. I mean, granted, he tied Casey and Bruce Ford. Bruce is in the Hall of Fame himself, but I mean that that's pretty remarkable to go four for. If you to could go think about it, yeah. to go four for four, I mean that that's like hitting a thousand. I mean, it, <laughs> and you figure how many rides you have to go through against the 15, 14 other toughest guys in the world and the best rough stock we have to offer. I mean, yeah. that, that's what at the NFR it gets no better than that. So. And Jess is such a good guy. It'll be interesting to see this year. He's going to have to come from behind, definitely. He's 12th, 10th or 12th, somewhere and, in that And range. Keenan Hayes obviously has a big lead. But as he well knows, I mean, the average pays so much and the rounds pays so much. A guy like that gets on a heater and does what he's done the last three years. I mean, anything is possible. Yeah, he gets somehow gets himself into that you know top five range by right. round four or five. He's right in the hunt. Right, because you, know? you can win $100,000 exactly. last night because of the average. You win the round and the average, you're over hundred grand on the last night. So technically, and I know you and I have talked about this, most people that are in the lead aren't going to have a hundred thousand dollar lead over the no. second first place, or even people even in the top five, just because that's such a big disparity. Especially once the NFR gets going, so that's why I'm so excited. I mean, back in the day when I first started here, the average didn't pay quite as much, and the rounds didn't pay so quite as much. So guys really couldn't make up that much ground mm-hmm. unless someone got hurt, like the guy that, that was, was leading. What, yeah, seventy five, almost seventy five grand. Yeah, seventy five okay. grand for the average, and then thirty, you know, almost thirty thousand for the rounds. So, I mean, now you could definitely go 15 to 1 and not the guys didn't back in the past. But, 
I mean, you get like I, I, you get going and you get hot and the momentum and momentum is such a big thing in Vegas. And Jess has obviously ridden that momentum, but anybody can win it. I mean, it's so much different than before when it was just kind of like a foregone conclusion that guys were going to yeah. win. I mean, the only thing that'll probably be the foregone conclusion is Stetson Wright winning the all around. Correct. But outside <laughs> of that, every event is wide open. Yep, and it'll be interesting to watch, and Jess Pope wouldn't count him out. Chance to go into Vegas and make some history. It's time for our viewer questions here on the Shoot, po uh, Shoot Bosses podcast. And this one, Tracy, is going to be from Bailey on Instagram. She says, what exactly is the NFR Open, and uh, how do contestants qualify? I'll let you uh, take the first half of that. Just it kind of explain to the viewers what the NFR Open is. Well, it's essentially the NFR for the circuits. The circuit There's 12 circuits. That if you win the average at the circuit finals rodeo, which a lot of them are going on later in the season after the September 30th, if you win the average there at every circuit and every event, those guys automatically go. If you win the year end, which means that's the year end of all the circuit rodeos you go to, then that's the second guy. So they take two guys in every event that automatically qualify from for all the those, yeah, for, from circuit. all the circuits, 12 circuits that all automatically all qualify to go to the NFR Open. And uh, that NFR Open, as Tracy said, so basically it was j just a name change and a right. location change. Right. It used to be in Kissimmee. They moved it here. It was the, the Ram National Circuit Finals Rodeo, and now it's just the NFR Open. So it's the same concept. It's just, uh, you know, we've changed it here to the NFR Open, and if you win the NFR Open, that gets you into the cinch playoffs, right. and then, you know, ultimately a chance at the Governor's Cup. So it is really a cool event, and, you know, it's been a huge success here in Colorado Springs so far. Yeah, the crowds have been great. I mean, and obviously the Pike Speaker Bus Rodeo it was get, getting good crowds before, but it's great when you can get crowds for a national finals event like that. There were sellout crowds almost mm -hmm. every night. They added a day last year, and I believe they're going to keep, you know, have it five days again next year. But the thing is, is there's so many underlying messages with that NFR Open there is. because you can win 30 grand like Trey Holston did, and then you can go on. And then you have a chance at the Governor's Cup. And look, we just went to the Governor's Cup recently. And look how it changes guys' lives and definitely changes their season. You can go there and win thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 on the last day of the season. All of a sudden, you went from having an average year and you're in the NFR. And then you get the stipend to go to the NFR. And then you have all this chance to win more money. I mean, there's so Snowball. many doors that open. That's why... The circuits now get so many good guys competing, not that they didn't before, but before it was literally just circuits on circuits. Mm -hmm. There was really no invested interest because the money didn't count towards the world standings for a long okay. time. So now that it has over the last several years, it changes the dynamic, especially if you could get to the NFR Open. Yeah, and that's something we're definitely going to watch because uh, a lot of guys are, are pushing to make that NFR Open in their circuit finals, have a chance at a ton of money. Breakaway roper Maddie Dearman, she didn't hardly rodeo this year. She went to the NFR Open, won that Went to Piala for this original, or for the uh, beginning round of the Cinch Playoffs, won that. <laughs> Went to Sioux Falls, almost won that. She almost made the, the Wrangler National Finals breakaway roping by, you know, just going to four events. So it does yeah. prove just how important it can be. So yeah. we'll definitely uh, continue to keep keep an eye on that. And uh, we appreciate all of your viewer questions. Like we said, you can send them to us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, uh, TikTok. We'll make sure to get them here on the Shoe Bosses podcast. Tracy, it's time for our Pro Rodeo uh, Word of the Day. It's Buck. He once again has some, some great knowledge to share with you all. So we'll send it down to him. Here's our Pro Rodeo correspondent, Buck. He's got your Pro Rodeo Word of the Day. I'm Buck, correspondent for the Shoot Bosses. My word of the day is whistle, as in when rough stock riders make the eight second whistle to get a score. When it comes to Buck, the whistle means I gotta go back from the yard to my cell where I stay at night. Back to you.
Do you want the world of rodeo in the palm of your hand? Pull out your phones and point it at the screen now to download the Cowboy Channel Plus app. There is so much free content. You get all the latest news, highlights, standings, schedules, day sheets, and more. Follow the sport of rodeo like never before. Download the app and get breaking news, alerts, early access to tickets, and more sent straight to your phone for free. If it's happening in Western sports, it's happening on Cowboy Channel Plus. We teased it off the top of the show. we got a great guest coming your way here on the Shoe Bosses. Tanner and Tracy are back here with you. We're going to be joined by world champion Steve Torrance, NHRA Tracy. And uh, this is a guy that, uh, you know, is at the top of the world in his sport, mm-hmm. but also has a little bit of Western ties and, you know, loves the sport of rodeo, has a passion for the Western way of life as well. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously one of the best ever in NHRA history. He's won four world championships. He's going for number five in top fuel. But he does have ties. He's done some stuff with Tough Cooper in the past. He raced at Texas Texas Motor Speedway, and he's got uh, ties to some Sage Kimsey and some Cowboys, and he's from Texas, so he's got to have some rodeo in him. <laughs> no doubt about it. Steve's joining us now. Steve, we really appreciate you joining us here on The Shoot Bosses. We know you're busy. you got a lot going on, but uh, thanks for taking a little time out of your day to, to join us here on the podcast. Hey, thank you guys for having me on. I, I really appreciate it, and uh, it's just an awesome opportunity to go outside of the motorsports industry and into something that I have a real passion for, and that's the Western industry. Well, I guess first off, Steve, talk to us about, I know you, you and I have talked, being a team roping header and having rodeo ties. How, how'd you get involved with rodeo? Did you do some of it growing up? How, how'd that work for you? So I didn't get involved in the in the, in the the whole Western world really till later in life. Um, to be honest with you, I've been afraid of animals. Like big horses, they think on their own. They don't have a key. They don't they don't run on gas. There's no shutoff switch, no parachute. So uh, I decided one day or seven or eight years ago, I was like, you know, I've had buddies growing up. I had a buddy, Richard Durham, that's been to the finals that was a good friend of mine uh, in high school. And, and so I've been around the team roping my whole life, just not really too into the horse side of things. You know, it just was I, I was like, if I could ride a motorcycle or if I could ride some type of machinery. I'd be a lot better at this. And I decided one day I'm going to team rope. Like I'm going to go buy a horse and I'm going to learn to team rope and I'm going to do it. And I've had some of the best times with my buddies lately doing that, going out there. I think that if you're athletic in any kind of way and you, and you, and you can, can slow everything down, just like what we do in the race cars, that it gives you a good opportunity to go out and do well. I mean, it's fundamentals. It's like playing golf. That's, It's the Cowboys golf game, I would say, Uh, going out, roping the steer, handling the steer well for your for your healer. And uh, I've enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't grow up doing it, but I'm, I'm making up for lost time right now. For you, Steve, you know, you mentioned uh, getting into the rodeo world. Uh, you know, how, how have you kind of interacted with Cowboys? I know I've seen some some pictures on your social media of getting a chance to meet some of the best in in pro rodeo. So American Hat Company is a partner of mine, and I've been able to meet a lot of different cowboys and cowgirls through that through that partnership and that relationship. And uh, JB Mooney, Sage Kimsey, uh, Trevor, Tough—I mean, some of the some of the greats of the industry—I've been able to befriend, bring them out to the drag races, show them around what we actually do. And uh, I'll tell you, we we uh, Tilden Hooper. And Sage came to the Texas Motorplex a couple of years ago. And before they got there, I don't think they really knew what they were in store for. 
uh, and we got those two guys on the starting line. And I mean, here they are, you know, nice shirt, starch jeans, buckle boots, cowboy hat. And everybody's looking at them like a fish out of water. And they hit the, we hit the gas and made the run and, and like they're high-fiving all my buddies. They're like, dude, this is so cool. This is the coolest thing we've ever seen. And we didn't know how crazy you were until now. And we know you're real crazy for what you do, but, uh, and, and that's coming from guys that ride bucking stock and rough stock. So, um, it, it's, it's been a really unique dynamic to, to show other athletes what we do and, and, and being able to experience what they do, going to the finals a couple different times over the last few years and, and being behind the scenes, seeing what's going on and, and, you know, just seeing, the things that those athletes overcome, the injuries, what they go through. And, you know, you, you don't really see that in drag racing. I mean, you may have a cold or something, but you're not going to get out there and, and have a, uh, a torn growing hamstring or a torn growing muscle and riding a bull. You know, it's, it's the epitome of cowboy up and, and just doing what it takes. And so I've had a blast seeing that, witnessing that, being involved in that. And, uh, it, it's, it's, you know, it's just an eye opening experience for me and, and everyone that's involved. Sure. Steven, explain to our viewers. I know drag racing is probably new to them in some level. You go 3.6 seconds at 340 miles an hour at a thousand feet. Talk to, talk to people what that rush is. And I mean, I know like you, it's probably like riding a bike cause you've done it so well and for so long, but explain to people like bull riding is obviously an extreme sport, but drag racing is in its own way yeah it's so you know you and i have have a friendship and relationship through drag racing and and you get to experience both sides of the spectrum and see what we do uh robson palermo he's he's a local guy here uh and so a few years ago i took some guys over to his house they they all came down between races and we're hanging out and they're like man we want to ride a bull you know we're in texas let's ride a bull and let's shoot guns and i'm like don't be careful what you wish for because i can make that happen uh i know this is off subject but i took some of my guys over to robson's house he had a little trainer bull and and uh two of the guys got on there was more that were excited to get on until they actually saw the bull and then they changed their mind but two of them did and uh that's a story for another day because it's pretty long and and eventful but uh gary pritchett the guy that is has been my clutch guy for years, always up for a good time, always up for whatever, whenever. Uh, I think he made it two bucks, was on the ground. Um, his version is the bull horned him, hooked him a little bit, but that was just as he was walking by. Um, but the uh, it, it's it's been really unique. So the contrast of what we do and the similarities is, you know, you see these, these riders on the back of the buck and shoot in their own mind, in their own zone, knowing the job that they got to do. And unlike us, they're not competing really against anyone other than themselves. They want to, they want to, you know, they want to go 95 every time if they could. We want to be perfect on the tree. We want to drive the car as straight as possible, but we're also competing against that guy or girl beside us because it's head to head. We, we both mentally have to get in the same area because 
strapping yourself to a 2000 pound bull is like strapping yourself inside of a 2300 pound race car. Somebody is going to, when I hit the gas, it's going to send me to the moon. It's, it's going to accelerate to a hundred miles an hour in eight tenths of a second and pull three to three and a half G's as soon as I hit the gas. And then two seconds into the run, it's closer to five and a half or six G's. So this thing is accelerating harder the further you go, we ran in, we, we just talked about it. We raced at the Texas Motorplex uh, last weekend. I ran my career quickest ET. I ran a thousand foot in 3.63 seconds. And we ran 299 miles an hour in the eighth of a mile. So two football fields were running almost 300 miles an hour. And uh, there's nothing that accelerates that quick or that fast in the world the only thing that pulled more straight route straight line acceleration was the space shuttle and uh i got my name on the list to try to fly that thing one day too so it, it's unreal how quick that happens what's going on and so when we can share that with athletes that basically are doing the same thing in an uncontrolled environment because they're riding that bull. They don't know. I mean, yeah, you might know he goes out and bucks left and then spins or whatever, but he may not, he may not do that every time. And that top fuel car, it's supposed to go straight and me drive it, but it may not. It, and it may blow up and a tire may come off or, or put a, put a cylinder out and it's trying to hit the wall at a thousand foot. So uh, there's always that unknown and, and what we do and, and, it's been really neat to me just to to talk to Sage, to talk to some of these guys and share, this is my plan. This isn't how it went, but this is how I reacted and, and the similarities of what we do. Is there, I know you're planning to, to drive for quite a while, uh, but any chance we can get you in the saddle full time one of these days? If it's your roping career off the off the ground? I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to up my game quite a bit to get in the saddle full time. Um, I do it for fun and I'm not good enough to do it for a living. So uh, I'm going to have to stay at Capco, but I'll tell you, um, you get a different, different perspective of, of, of every, every different sport, timed events, rough stock, all of that. The uh, there's so much precision, so much uh, just routine practice that those guys do. I mean, to be 24 time champ like Trevor is and, and not just in one sport, all around cowboy. I mean, that guy gets it done and, and the discipline, the practice, the the quality of, of athlete that he is and the horses, it's uh it's remarkable to see. And unless you've never done it, you truly don't grasp the the, the understanding of how difficult what those guys do is. So Steve, you guys are headed to Vegas this weekend and then I'm assuming are you gonna make another stop at the NFR in December? So we have an annual trip to go to the NFR. That's a standing appointment, so we'll be there. I usually try to make the first couple days, uh, visit with some buddies, hang out, go to a nice dinner a night or two, and get out of there because it's it's for those guys. You know, it's it's as much of a job to them or more than what we do, and it's like somebody showing up to the national finals uh, of drag racing, Pomona when we're there trying to win the championship and it's down to the wire. And, and so I want to say hello, visit them, watch and get out of there and let them concentrate on what they're doing. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I got a couple, you know, a couple guys that are 
in the mix of things that I'm rooting on and we're in the mix of things that we're trying to, we're trying to win. We're going to Vegas this weekend. Uh, we're 14 points out of first, which is, is, is a minuscule amount, very achievable to do. And then we're going to try to carry that momentum from Vegas into Pomona and win our fifth championship. So everybody's sports seasons are coming to an end. We got to stay focused and driven on what we're trying to accomplish here. Well, Steve, uh, we would thank you for joining us here on the Shoot Bosses podcast. We know you're busy. We're wishing you the best of luck, but thanks for joining us here. It's great to chat with you. We know that uh, you love the Western way of life. Our guys love watching you compete as well. So we really uh, we appreciate your time. I greatly appreciate you guys having me on. I look forward to it. And uh, we'll we'll get you guys. At, I know Tracy's been. We'll get you out to a, to a race with us and show you what's going on. And maybe I'll catch up with you guys at the finals. Good deal. Sounds good. Appreciate it, Steve. There it is. Hey, yeah, there it is, Tracy. Steve Torrance, uh, you know, obviously so good at what he does, but also his connection to rodeo and the Western way of life. You know, it's just awesome to see two sports like that, you know, that are that are trying to, to fight the urge to become the biggest mainstream we can and, you know, reach the most fans, you know, come together and really showcase what they can do. There's a lot of similarities. They're kind of, they, they both get trapped into being a niche sport, but they're both so mega popular. Once you once you put the, the needle in your vein, so to speak, I mean, rodeo and drag <laughs> it's racing. It's in yours, I know it, that. In nitro, there's nothing like nitromethane. I tell people, you got to smell nitromethane at least once in your life. But, I mean, it's great when they can cross over and do things together because there's a lot of similarities, as Steve said, and it only brings more popularity to both sports. Yeah, we really appreciate him joining us. That's going to wrap it up for another Shoot Bosses episode. Tanner Tracy will be with you guys every single week. We'll have much more great guests coming your way as we lead up to the 65th Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. But until then, keep on rodeoing.